0: We're talking travel this afternoon with Sally Lucas from our sponsor, Travel on King.
1: Very good afternoon, Sal. Thanks, Meryl. Good afternoon to you as well. We're starting off for the second uh, season, or the second, so I say, week of the season. Um, are talking about Australia, and I thought. We went across to Kangaroo Island and South Australia, Great Ocean Road, Lake Mungo National Park in the southwestern corner, deep southwestern corner of New South Wales nearly two years ago. And it was an absolutely wonderful, wonderful road trip, you know, mm. and it still sticks in my memory as being one of the nicer road trips I have ever done. And what made me even talk about it today, um, our son's just over visiting at the moment from Western Australia and he was down in Victoria before he came to us and he hired a motorbike to do part of the Great Ocean Road because he hadn't been there before oh, and he's wow. gone Oh, Mum, what a beautiful bit of road, what beautiful scenery. He said, I didn't realise how beautiful it would be. And, he and said, what a
0: way to see it on, yeah, a, motorbike. on a motorbike. plenty of turns and, and it's
1: twists. A, it's a great road for motorbikes. Yes. And he said, oh, I'd just love to do, have a week and just really do it Properly, so he just hired the bike for the day. So letting people know you can do that, by the way. And there's different types of motorbikes you can hire. He hired one of those beautiful Indians, you know, the Indian motorbike, and with all the beautiful painting and the tassels and Mm. everything, you know, they've got the leather um saddlebags and all that. But anyway, diverting back to what we were talking about, we went via Lake Mungo. Now, there aren't any lakes there anymore, but it's a very significant place in Australia's indigenous history. And it's about 110 k's northeast of Mildura, just to give you an idea of where it is. And it's the most unbelievable scenery. It's desert lunar scape type, just blows you away. Having said that, you can only go there in the dry because the roads are dirt, and it's that very fine dirt that becomes absolute. Bog material. Right, okay. And things like your phones and everything don't work there, so you've got to go well prepared. Um, you'd have to have a, like a sat nav or something. something If you, yes, if you're going to be there for any length of time, Mm, like we were there for a couple of days, but you certainly have to let people know where you're going when, etc. Be you know, prepared. Be, and be prepared with water and um, obviously lots of um, sunblock, etc., etc. Et we were there in March and it was very, very hot still. It was in the 40s. Wow, okay. Um, but it's just, it's where Mungo Man and Mungo Lady were found. And it was the first proof that there was um, some sort of spiritual um, existence in, in our ancient races. And they found uh, Mungo Lady, her remains had been cremated. And it was the first sign in the world of a cremation.
0: We don't even think of
1: ourselves as important
0: historically like that, do we? I mean, of no, course, we our don't. culture is very ancient across the land, but
1: yes. it's wonderful when we come across those sorts of things, I think, in Australia. Well, it is. And this was once a system of 17 lakes that mm-hmm. followed along the Willandra River that eventually dried up from about 40,000 years ago. And these ancient burials, as we're mentioning, are the oldest known fully modern humans outside of Africa. Wow. So that is an incredible national park. If you've never done it, it's certainly worth it on your way down. And then you can get back onto the great ocean road and continue on your, your journey to do that, which is just amazing. Um, you've got all sorts of lovely places along the way. And of course, starting from Geelong, which is where it starts from closer to the, you know, from the Victorian end, you've got Torquay, of course, which is a famous surfing spot. Bells Beach, which is just synonymous with, with worldwide surfing. Then you go down through Anglesey and Lawn and Lawn's oh. lovely as well.
0: Lawn is one of those lovely little spots. Mm. Just as you drive out of Lawn on mm-hmm. the Great Ocean Road, there's a place where the river funnels out and there's a little yes. place to camp there and it is so pretty. You come around the corner and you just see the valley mm-hmm. and you think that is spectacular.
1: It really yes. is beautiful. Yeah, I was just talking to my son's partner and they used to go there every year and, and camp in their holidays. She has special memories of that place because she's from Geelong actually. Mm. Um, and then after that, you go down to Apollo Bay, which is a wonderful beautiful. fishing village and you go up Skeens Creek Road, which is just before you come into Apollo Bay and we stayed at Beacon Villas and you're way up, you wind, wind your way way up on this hill. Then you've got these incredible views through gum trees out over Apollo Bay and they, they spotlight all the gum trees at night and the all glass and timber it's a gorgeous place to stay wonderful and then of course Cape Otway well Cape Otway is one of the oldest lighthouses in Australia down there but the drive in it's koala land I have never seen so many koalas in the wild in my life as I've seen on the drive into Cape Otway and of course all the visitors are just beside themselves all these cars are parked each side of the road no matter what tree you look up there's going to be koalas so it's, it's quite Unbelievable. There's
0: a fly over there too, isn't there? There is not there You can go
1: and do the flyover. You can. A
0: warning, if you're not great with heights like I'm not, I was yes. white-knuckled and sweating the whole time, but it
1: was thrilling at the same time. Yes. And uh, you do the Otway fly, which is at, that's the, it, yeah, yes. at the back, which is my husband's not good with that either. I went right out to the end of one, and he's <laughs> way back behind me saying, that's fine, you take the photos. Oh, the
0: big cantilever. There's yes, the a cantilever. cantilever. Yes, that's around. the one it's I went wonderful. out on. Yes, he
1: didn't go out Very scary. I'm with your husband on that. I'm standing back. <laughs> Off you go, Sal. You're the intrepid Traveler. <laughs> I'm an intrepid traveller, yeah, good on me. Then you continue on, of course, to Port Campbell. Now, you can also do a walk, a great ocean walk as well, mm-hmm. if anyone's interested in hiking and walking. Um, and you can either do it like with your house on your back, like a backpack, yes, or in yes. your goods, or you can do it by staying at nice boutique accommodation along the way. So that's something else you could consider. And it finishes at that part at Port Campbell.
0: Lovely. Okay,
1: which is, of course, where the um, great, the 12 apostles. Well, it's not 12 anymore, is it? We've lost a couple. No, I think it's actually down to about
0: seven or eight. Yes. They've, they've gone to the sea. The sea has reclaimed
1: Claimed some them. of the apostles. Yes, they, it has, but it's still spectacular. And that whole scenery all along there is. And then it continues on, of course, through Warrnambool, Port Ferry, which is another gorgeous little village, just delightful. And then you end up going through to Portland, where it was famous for Portland Cement, amongst other things, and you continue on to Port Macdonald, and you finish up getting off there up to Mount Gambier which has got that beautiful sapphire blue lake, um, which is just to die for. So yes, if you've never done the Great Ocean Road, you can walk it, you can bike it, you can motorbike it, you can drive it, you can do a coach tour, you can take a bus in sections, so however you want to do it, just do it. You Put can it even, on your bucket list. You can even white-knuckle it. Thank it's you, Sal. That's such an
0: important part of Australia that I think all Australians should get to experience at least once. To NURFM, we're talking travel this afternoon for our sponsor Travel on King with the wonderful well-travelled Sally Lucas. <laughs> Sally, take me somewhere else. I love it when you come in because I feel like I've had a little mini holiday via my imagination. <laughs> You're very relaxing, Sal. Oh, that's good. I
1: hope that the listeners think the same and as a little well. Bit,
0: a little bit exciting as well. Which a
1: little is bit exciting? Yeah. <laughs> well, if you want to do something really exciting and it it's It's got its name of the mini Galapagos is Kangaroo Island, and Mm. it is just wonderful. You can fly there, of course, into Kingscote from um, Adelaide, or you can take your own vehicle, which is what we did, and you go on the ferry from Cape Jarvis across to Penashore, which is at that um, end of the island, the northern end um it's quite a large island people don't realize how big it is it's about 155 k's long okay, so it's not wow. a tiny island okay. and we only had um a few nights there but we stayed at southern ocean lodge we spoiled ourselves so that's the place that to is stay, that, if you that's really want that's to the indulge. 6 star if you Ooh, want to indulge okay. it's it's but it's delightful it's the way it's built it's built in this curved structure which fits into this hillside um they, it's very green like they recycle waste they collect Wonderful. water um, Um, They use basically all local produce that they can get from the island because the island's quite uh, synonymous with food. There is a food festival there every year which Maggie Beer and a host oh, of other yes. chefs they go do down for. They do wonderful things don't they? Like, they make all their own beautiful honey. There's even a vineyard there now They and at the actual uh, resort they grow a lot of their own produce, have their own garden. Well I think they've got lamb that eats that special
0: Kangaroo Island salt bush. That's right. And therefore it has the flavour. The flavour, yes. Ma- I've heard Maggie Beer just rave about it and say yeah. look it's the nicest lamb you'll ever eat because we like yes. salt on our land, but when it's sort of... Done like... It's something yes. with the meat, the, the actual
1: fibres, the protein. It's just beautiful. It is beautiful. And as I said, all the produce there is, you know, from cheeses to... I mean, just about everything. Mm. You do have to drive very carefully. You I mean, you can do a coach tour as well, but again, we drove. But we didn't have time to do the whole island. So when people think, oh, we'll only go for a couple of days, like I've talked about Tassie, when people only go for a week, and I think, how can you possibly do Tassie in a week? You can't. No. You can't do Kangaroo Island in a few days either. No. You'll have to pick section, which is what we did, and we picked that southern section facing the Great Southern Ocean which is spectacular and rugged and absolutely unbelievable. So it's the less, I guess, populated, less um, you know, lived in part of the island mm. because it's all mainly National Park down that end, okay. What up- about the weather though, Sal? How, 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 I mean, it can it be severe. I was going to say, you facing the Great Ocean facing Road the great and ocean. And you're getting open. that Bass Straight Wind. I can remember being on Port Campbell, I think, and nearly getting blown off mm. when you had those winds pick up and come up from down south. But it's, I guess it's exhilarating oh, it's it part is. of the
0: experience. You don't go <laughs> Definitely there, is. you
1: know to be mollycoddled um, in a sense but wildlife everywhere so you do have to be extremely careful on Wonderful. the roads you do see a lot of roadkill which is a shame mm. and honestly it's mainly again the locals like it was when we went to Tassie. They just drive too fast. The tourist tend to be looking and stopping and because there's often these beautiful tiny little miniature wallopies all just eating on the side of the road and you see echidnas and you see kangaroos oh, and koalas and oh, you know all sorts of wildlife. The seal colony is unbelievable. What a great place to take a child as well. Oh, like someone who, a child is. that loved animals.
0: I'm thinking about my youngest daughter. She's an animal freak. She loves all yes, animals. Yes and so. you can
1: go and swim down near where the seals are oh. and then they've got a raptor park and they've got these wonderful owls and they're so well trained and I love owls. I collect them. I think they're the most gorgeous bird. Come and sit on you. And you can actually pat it. Oh. Oh this beautiful owl. But it didn't like yellow. There was a lady there in yellow pants and they're used to just sitting anyone? on denim blue, the dark. That's I can like the bright colour. Isn't that interesting? That
0: is very interesting. It's obviously yes. a warning-type colour for them, a bright colour. Maybe, a bright, a bright colour. colour.
1: But we had huge, like eagles, raptors. Mm. Even they had kookaburras, trained kookaburras. <laughs> it was just, if you go there, do that. It, it was only about two years old when we were there. It was relatively new, and they said they would be adding to it all the time. So what's it called again, Sally? It's, it's a bird where there, it's all raptors. Raptors are a okay. group, you know, R-A-P-T-O-R. Yes, yes, the team. the, the team. raptor belong to the raptor group of birds. Which is like your eagles, owls, birds birds of prey. Birds of prey. Mm. So definitely try and do that. Um, there's lots of things you can do though, as I said. There's walks galore. The remarkable rocks, they are remarkable. There's all these big boulders. They're massive. And they just don't know how they're all balancing on each other. And the photos I've got are some of the shapes in these rocks. And then you go to, I said, the seal colony, and then you can walk along the beach. There's two seal colonies, actually. One's fur seals and one's, I forget the name of the other seal. Maybe there's a New Zealand fur seal and another. But there's two okay. varieties of seals. And just to watch them swimming and the antics that seals mm. go on with, etc. So a beautiful island and beautiful produce. And if you've got the opportunity to go a bit further once you come off the island, if you do the limestone coast of South Australia, which is where all your Coonawarra vineyards are, yes, spectacular. But another fantastic part of Australia are these caves called Court. and okay. it's a living fossil cave. And there's about five caves, one still a wet cave, and they've been to able to reproduce our ancient um, fauna that fell through these sinkholes and couldn't get back out. Oh, okay. And so the kangaroo was as tall as this room. They've reconstructed it's in the foyer of the actual centre. And the wombat was was. Oh, as big as a small car, almost. They're, they're prehistoric. They Those massive prehistoric pre- creatures. They have these huge creases, so they're, they're working on it all the time. They have archaeology students there, sifting away and putting everything together, and and it's just we went back the, a second day because we were just so impressed. How fascinating! And that was on the lim- near Panola on on the limestone coast. So okay. if you've got an opportunity to do that as well, these are just beautiful parts of our own country. And we've so they got are the, so much.
0: the narrow court caves. Narrow court. Na- narrow court. Na- narrow court. Okay. Na- not
1: narrow. Narrow. Na- nar- nar- narrow court. Okay, yes, so if you ever just google that and it's con- it 's a real conservation area there as well, and you also you can visit all the beautiful vineyards in the area at the same time, so you 're doing a bit of nice socialising and you 're doing a little bit of history and looking backwards in our in our history with our fauna as well, so it 's great. To
0: NURFM, as we talk travel for our sponsor, Travel on King, with Sally Lucas this afternoon. We've been to some amazing places across Australia. And now, Sally, you've got the hot deals
1: in the marketplace for us. I certainly have. And I've got a few that finish at the end of February. So if you want to get your skates on, you can still take advantage of these. Um, Hurtigruten, which we've mentioned a few times, Meryl, probably maybe not with you, but it's a wonderful coastal voyage that goes all the way up Norway. And it's a vessel that's a, um, a freighter vessel and cruise vessel. So it's not a cruise vessel per se. But it's fascinating because you're nudging in to all these wonderful, so many fjords, beautiful fjords, you just wouldn't believe. Now, they've had a um, a bonus offer, which was due to finish, but they've extended it to the 28th of February. So simply book before then. And on any of their classic uh, voyages of uh, between 1 April and 31 December this year, they're offering you up to $1,000 per couple added value. So it could be like free two nights pre-cruise. Free transfers between airport Hotel or hotel and ship, um, you know, free tours, all sorts of things. So, yes, t- if you want to take advantage of that, it's really good value for money. They've got a six day, a seven day, and a 12 day voyage. And the six day starts from about 1600, the seven day around 19, and the 12 day around two and a half thousand. It does the round trip. I can imagine and being a freighter too, Sal, you pull in and you see the things unloaded and you yes. see the
0: locals doing their work and you sort of get more of an insight into a country, I think, sometimes oh, when absolutely. you. Have those experiences and go to some of the uh, more, more, more working ports rather than just the tourist
1: destinations. Well, you do. The same when they do that trip where we've talked about around Polynesia and the Marquesas on the Aranui. Mm. It, it's, they depend on that. It's their life supply. Because a lot of these places don't have any other means of transport to easily no. get in there. As you can imagine, Norway with all the mountains and fjords mm. and so on. So the, these vessels are, it's their life.
0: Mm, very so interesting.
1: It's really good. And they also give you lots of other optional things like, you know, husky rides and oh, all sorts of things. Great. So that's another one. Now, this is another February saving. If you act quickly again, it's limited availability. But the Minerva, which is a lovely, again, a small vessel that only accommodates 350 guests um, with Swan Hellenic line, they are offering you up to 30% off the standard fare with what they call their February frenzy savings. Now, the good thing about them, all meals are included with open-seated dining, so there's no fixed you know, oh, settings. That's good. you don't have to go to dinner at a
0: certain time, that's you can go at exactly right yeah. and
1: you don't have to sit at the same table and all that sort of thing. Okay. Um they have a tailor-made shore excursion program in every major port, so you don't have to worry about thinking about what to do, it's already included. They also include all gratuities and tips to the crew and also to the drivers and guides on shore on the oh, inclusive that's a tours. Big thing. And they have uh, guest speakers galore on board because the whole thing they try and do is to take you into uh, this is sorry I should be saying where it is. It's made mainly in the Mediterranean, okay, um, and some of it's in, into Britain as well. But they've got these uh, wonderful guest speakers on board because they take you to all the historic sites. So for anyone that's interested in, again, as we were saying, not just the touristy things but delving into the history of these places you go into, that's a wonderful vessel to go mm, on.
0: Sounds absolutely magical.
1: Um, Antarctica, now, it's on a lot of people's buckets list, as it was mine, and I can't believe it's 11 years ago since I did it, and I do it again in a whisker. Well, I have to put it in the bucket again, so I'll dip back in the <laughs> throat, back <laughs> in the bucket, yeah. Yeah, put it in there just leave it in there anyway um but there's some early bird antarctic specials available at the moment as well um on november and december this year on the polar pioneer which is aurora expeditions so you can save up to fifteen hundred dollars on those if you want to get in quickly as well i know we're talking all cruising today but these are such good value i just want to mention them because they are good value for money um as amara club cruises which is again five star cruising this one they've got different um sort of I if you like, upgrades or freebies on board. For example, you can have free US $1,000 to spend on board or a free stateroom upgrade or a free air credit. So if you, any oh. of the Azamara cruisers, now they do, again, we're talking Mediterranean, like the Turquoise Coast, which is, you know, around Turkey, etc. that area, the Isles of Greece, um, southern France and Spain, uh, etc. But they also do have one of the sewers area and um, Vietnam, and they've also won Australia now for the first time doing the Great Barrier Reef. Mm. So we're very privileged to have that style of vessel down here. And also Celebrity Cruises have also got uh, over 385 worldwide cruises on sale now with bonus offers on European cruises again. So many different bonuses. It's a bit too hard to go through them all on, on air, sorry, Meryl. But just to let you know, just think celebrity cruises or any of these ones I've mentioned, Azamara cruises and also Aurora, we did, and also Minerva, which is Swan Hellenic. But if you go to your travel agent, they'll be able to advise you, of course, of any of these savings. Some great cruising deals in so, the marketplace. So much out there at the moment at the moment, as I said, Meryl, so take advantage of it. There are some still savings on some car hire deals in Europe as well. If you book by the end of February, you're getting early savings and also on some land arrangements as well. So basically, if you try and book a holiday this month for this European season coming, you're going to... Yeah, find yourself some good savings. Mm, February is always a good cut-off point for this. Usually is. Season. Yeah, they have a first cut-off point, which is usually December for what they call their first round of early bird offers with your airfares. But a lot of the land operators go on a little bit longer, so it's a good time to take advantage if you've booked your airfare now to make sure you you sort of get those land arrangements booked in as well to get the savings. It's a bit like uni; you can get a second bite at the cherry occasionally, <laughs> just Sal- occasionally. Yes, occasionally.
0: <laughs> Sally Lucas, thank you so much for our sponsor, Travel on King. We've been talking. Travel with Sally, and she'll be back with us next Friday. Have a safe and enjoyable week, and we'll look forward to journeying with you next Friday, Sal. Thanks, Meryl.